When life bumps up against you, you have the choice to pucker up and put on a sour face or mix it up with ingredients like resilience, persistence, and grace into the delectable concoction only you can serve. We are Greer McVeigh and Whitney Wiley, speakers, authors, and entrepreneurs. We're also sisters, and since we were children, we've made a habit of turning challenges into the lessons and launch paths of our lives. Each week, we'll discuss the recipes that will turn your biggest challenges into the building blocks of the successful and fulfilling life of your dreams. On occasion, we'll include experts and thought leaders who'll join the party and you're always invited to. Join us as we share the sweet highs and sour lows and every drop of life in between. Along with our guests, we help you shake and stir your own lemons into lemon drops. Welcome to the Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops podcast. Hi, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. I'm Whitney Wiley. I'm Greer McVeigh. Hi, Whitney. Hi, everybody. What's up, Greer? Uh, you know, I th- nothing. This is, seems like a relatively calm week. We just celebrated uh, our nation's uh, birthday. And, you know, it was apparently all over the place. We had whooping and hollering and bad things and good things and you know you know my favorite my favorite is not um the way we celebrate that holiday I don't have a problem celebrating the holiday but the the where we are and this may seem random um for this show but um the fireworks thing is I think way out of control I live in an area that still allows fireworks, so you can buy and sell here. The money goes to charities. Um, th- th- a very short window. There's like a week that you can purchase, probably an even smaller amount of time that you can set them off. But it sounded like a war zone, or what I imagine war zone to sound like, and. All night long, wasn't it kind of crazy? Well, you know, what's really interesting is that we got a, some sort of notification from the police department or something, or it was in the news that said that they were going to be strictly enforcing the restrictions. And um, so they were, they have some particular technology they can use to- Dot or something like to that. Te- yes. And particularly illegal fireworks, um, not the safe and sane ones. And so uh, they have this ability and I heard sirens, you know, when things were going off that I thought sounded like that, that seems overboard. But we had, we had spent earlier in the evening or in the daytime with you and and Donovan, right? Donovan cooked an amazing meal. Um, and des- I and helped, by the way. I made the chicken. You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know um, what? You Whatever. did. You did. And <laughs> then, um, and then my husband and I decided. You know, it was a nice evening. We went out 
in the back. Um, you know, we have a pool and a hammock and we just got some adult beverages and laid out in the hammock and then the fireworks started and everything was fine. And then they weren't. And we have a dog. He's an older dog. He's never been a fan of fireworks. And he went bananas. You know, it, it, it was like if he was fine, he was fine. And then something went off that just sent him over the top. And he has been known to be destructive when he is um, anxious. And he did. He went outside through his dog door and started tearing up the side of the house. Um, and then I had to spend the rest of the night till like three o'clock in the morning trying to calm him down. Uh, because he just he wouldn't I thought so. you guys a few years ago had were like you know what it without fail we will just always board him on well the last time he was boarded he tore up the kennel <laughs> <laughs> he's persona doggy non grata at the, at the doggy he, has been, he has been kicked out of more than one facility for being oh. destructive he's such a sweet um, dog too he is except for for that yeah so even where he was um the fireworks did not escape him and he was destructive you'll remember he lost teeth trying to tear himself out of um, yeah the kennel well, you know, a couple I, of years ago so you say but you last year things are different enough, let Go me ahead. Just say this last year he was fine like like i don't know it was the first time ever that he did not freak out. So I thought, oh, well, maybe he's something happened. He turned a corner. And then this year it, it was all over again. So I, um, we have some tranquilizers that he's been prescribed. Did, to help oh, I was going to say, did you that. and Michael take them? <laughs> <laughs> it might've been better that way. Um, yeah. It, yeah. So ultimately, but because it started after the fire, he was already amped up. And so it took a while for, so anyway, um, for those of you who do fireworks and care not about the animals in your neighborhood, just keep that in mind next time. So that's well, me and my so public service announcement. Do you think that you said that you don't know, that you're just wondering if this year it's, you said it seemed different. Do you think well, I live in a county where you, I mean, there are signs at the at the city limits, at the county limits that are like fireworks are not allowed. And, you know, because they do use the shot spotter or whatever other technology, they can actually identify where things are coming right. from. Right. Um, so I don't even quite understand. I mean, it, it's it's interesting because you've got the public fireworks displays, the big ones. You have some that were canceled you know, and, 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 you know, so it's like, oh, okay, well, don't do your own. You can be a part of the big ones. So some big ones still happen. Some big ones were canceled, but also, you know, some, some big ones are like, we'll have the fireworks, but you can't come over here. There's nowhere to watch them. Right. They right. shut right. off frontage road or they block off streets and, you know, so then it's like, if you don't live in a home, with a view, right? Wow. It's like, well, how are yes. you, you know, how are you going to see them? 
Donovan and I actually, we left your house because we can't really see fireworks from your house just because of, you know, it's you flat. live in a neighborhood. <laughs> um, yeah, flat. you're not like up high on a hill, you know, whatever. So we were trying to make it home where we do have, you know, our home, our current home backs on the open space. So we were like on a climb the hill and then you could see the whole valley and all the fireworks. I was having car trouble, which is a whole other issue. By the way, the car dealership won't call me back to schedule an appointment. So I don't have a car right now. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. So we're driving home though, from your house to the Bay Area. It's about what, 70 miles, 60 miles or something yeah, like that? Yeah. We yeah. passed through every city we passed through as they were starting their fireworks. So we got fireworks literally all the way home. Oh, so by that the was time cool. we got here, we had our little fill of fireworks but oh, that's cool i suspect though that there's a fun. bit of i think there's a bit of rebellion though from people it's like you know you're not going to tell me i can't have any fireworks i'm going to have fireworks whether they're legal illegal you know and certainly as a kid right it was you know having the sparklers and having firecrackers and bottle rockets i mean that was just part of growing up i don't that know was, that the drought that conditions fun, that we have now <laughs> this was way beyond sparklers <laughs> or even a firecracker too. I mean, literally sounded like bombs going off. Um, and the, with such bright lights, we're sitting in our backyard, which faces west. The um, There's a street that runs into our house, you know, that goes east mm -hmm. to west. And people were on the east side of our house we could see the lighting you know the light it like it from looked like the lightning strikes or something. yes <laughs> we can see those in the backyard yeah. um along with the noise and it, it, it just it it was too much so anyway um it, if anybody by the way has a good mechanic let me know i called two <laughs> I call um, one who supposedly makes house calls. They'll come and do your stuff at your house. Oh, good Lord. They'll come and fix the, and he hasn't called me back. And then I called the, the dealership and he hasn't called me back. The, yeah, I mean, well, I called the guy, there's another maybe he's dealer. off work today, there's but I'm like, somewhere you know, else. really? So yeah, I don't know what it is. So, it, it, well, so that takes us into, <laughs> our topic for today actually right it's sort yeah. of standing stand my ground house, standing up for you well i can yeah, go somewhere else you know i don't need stand, you exactly standing up for yourself standing your ground um not taking the bits and pieces and scraps that people throw your way or or allow right they're doing you a favor that yeah. they allow you to have um and it yeah it's not like it's my car is some custom made supersonic something or other that needs right. special care it's you know it's like but just, we but we want at the same time we want what we want right we want convenience we want price we want but you know it, things to be easy for us and so sometimes and i get this sometimes it's easier to just take whatever people do and I know you're a, a stickler for you know good customer service 
And sometimes it's easier to just take whatever because the alternative of going somewhere else, starting over with someone else you don't know, their quality, any of yeah. that is just like, you know what, I'll put up with this over here, you know, rather than do something new when in reality you have you have every right and it's probably in your better long-term interest to do it that way um, rather than taking the easy way out, which brings us to the story of Nicole Hannah-Jones. Um, and I love her, by the way. You know, I'm all about girl power and, you know, I like, I like, I like guy power too, not hating on the man, but there's just something about strong, capable, dynamic, outgoing women and women supporting women that as I have gotten older, I've really come to appreciate. And, you know, and, and let me, just, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to just do a little, one little quick little sidebar before we get into that, but about women, like supporting women, and maybe we'll do a, 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 a lemon drops about this uh, next week or something. But this story, I don't know if you're following with ESPN. With yes. the, um, oh, I, the, I think we definitely should do that okay, with Rachel yeah. and Rachel and yeah. Maria. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like pitting women against each other. It's like, oh, there's just one job apparently at ESPN that, you know, of all the jobs, these two women, these two, you know, apparently capable, well-connected, hardworking women have to compete against each other like it's a, you know, a, a cage match or some mud wrestling down in the dirt thing. And it's like, we need to, we as women need to not participate in that. We just need to be like, we yeah. don't do it. And, yeah. you know, and again, yeah. and that's sort story. of knowing your value, you know who you are, you know what you're worth. You, you know, you make them find a way for you some other way. But anyway, go and ahead. That one I digress. Is, is tinged with, you know, some other um, factors that I think, yeah, we'll definitely have to talk about um accusations and some apparent yeah. you know that had some whole of, other nuances i was just talking feelings about of entitlement and, and other things I, I, oh no absolutely but yeah. it's but along the same line then i think that regardless of what the story is that prompts the conversation where we are going here and lemon drops is always about how you are making the best of the situation that you find yourself in, right? Yeah. And how not only you're making it better for yourself, but you're making it for other people by setting examples of, you don't have to take that crap, right? Maybe in the short term, you don't get exactly what you want or need it, but in the long run, or thought you need, wanted or, or needed. thought you wanted or needed, but in the long run, it is better for you, right? One, you get to hold on to some semblance of dignity and sort of the aspects of this story, um, that this Hannah Jones story that resonates with me. Uh, and uh, let me take a half a step back. Um, yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> the, the Nicole Hannah. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the short 
it's the people quick and dirty is the quick and dirty is that Hannah Jones is an award-winning investigative journalist. She works for the New York Times. Um, she is the um, the author of the uh, sixteen nineteen um, uh, project that was done about the start of slavery uh, in America. She's got she a Peabody a, Award and one and of others. Yeah. One of the yeah. the um, authors. She's the creator of it, but yeah. Um, and so she is not without her bona fides, right? She's a graduate. She's an alumni of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. She has been um, working for them in a capacity that prior professors in that capacity were granted tenure, right? right? She prepared herself, showed up for her, you know, prepared herself for a tenure um, hearing or whatever that particular process is. And then they did not vote on her tenure last year, back in November, I believe, of 2020. Yeah. Um, and then kind of kept her dangling. And therein the is, the, is part of the problem, right? That they didn't vote on it. It isn't that they voted no. They're and, like, yeah, right. we just not They didn't vote. vote on it without, yeah. explana without explanation and then kept her dangling, right? We yeah. are six months and eight months after that yeah and then had a second months. chance it came back around for another vote opportunity i think in january and they still didn't do it and didn't then vote the story broke a couple there months was ago. another one and so there were two subsequent to that before the one they ultimately voted gave her tenure and she said no nah, i'm good well, what I love most I about love the story, that. I mean, if we got to, we'll go back. But what I love most is that, and 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 if you have not um, read, not you, Whitney, I know you have, but to our audience, if you have not yet read her statement on, I, we'll let's include that in the and show we'll, notes. We'll link that in the show notes. Um, but her statement on sort of what happened. So, uh, what maybe back in March or so, the story broke and became sort of public knowledge that she, that they didn't vote, that, that she was being denied tenure basically. And that they had asked her to do this sort of five year conditional thing. And, you know, and people were just outraged. Students took to the, you know, students protested, people took to the street, Twitter erupted. You know, everybody who's anybody in the journalistic world was like, this is a travesty. Of course, the right wing is like, yeah, this is just part of woke culture. And this is, you know, and this is, you know, they tried to link it to critical race theory and they're trying to rewrite, and, you know, and as a matter of fact- of Which just for the record, none of those things. Let's just, <laughs> let's just, right? We're gonna keep no, it real. Yeah. None of those things. This, this is not about that. Right. And, and what she and well, her her tenureship, right? Her professorship was not about that at all. Her writing 1619 project and other things is not that, right? It is a realignment of history, of the telling of history in a way that is more accurate. And the 1619 project is really about the impact of the legacy of slavery in modern day. So, and I mean, and that's a whole other issue. And I, I don't wanna so much get into the political part of it, but the, the, the right wing ecosphere 
just sort of erupted so much so that President Trump actually, uh, I, I think he was like, she declared her a, a, a terrorist. And, you know, it was, I mean, there was like a whole uh, outrage machine that, that just erupted about how harmful she is. And any teacher across the country that, or certainly in red states, but if a, if a teacher or a professor, you know, dared to, um, to, to incorporate the 1619 project in their uh, lesson plans or whatever, the school would lose funding and the teacher would be reprimanded and all this. So it really became a political uh, 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 battering ram. Right. And that is in part what led to the, you know, the resistance. And there was a particular person at UNC Chapel Hill that was, you know, apparently the 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 leader of that effort to right. not even right. give her a vote. So that's sort of the backstory. And maybe I'll cover that on the Capital G podcast. Where I you talk about can politics. certainly get into the deep down yeah. into the details of that. Um, but we will certainly link the story, uh, her yeah. statement, and maybe a couple of other links um, to the 1619 Project. And people can, um, and you can, you know, avail yourselves of some of the backstory. But, Our focus here, of course, on Lemon Drops is not really the politics of the thing, but um, where do we go from here, right? Where, yeah. did, where did Hannah Jones go from where she was? And how, when you find yourself in situations, um, and you probably won't have a situation exactly like this, but when you find yourself in situations where, <laughs> where millions people, of people are out in the streets demanding that you get well, the job. Yeah, and maybe not that, but you know, certainly a job that you want, that you're qualified for, that you don't get, um, and people stringing you along, which is something that happens frequently in uh, in corporate culture right now, right? The way the way applicants are treated in the process, I think, is appalling. And so, it, it, and we're lucky not gonna, if you even get an acknowledgement that they received right, your application. Right? It, but right. the bottom line is, you have some power and some um, self-efficacy in the process to do something about that. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll get a little bit more into um, this story and how you can take some lessons, I think, from uh, Hannah Jones and, and, and apply them in your own life. So uh, we'll be back in a second. So we are back and we want to talk about some of the lessons that can be extrapolated from this situation with uh, Hannah Jones and how you might be able to the, apply them in your life. So Greer, what are some of the lessons that you are walking away with in this situation? Well, I would just say that, you know, uh, probably one of the biggest things for me is the idea of um, sort of, you know, standing your ground and knowing your value, right? 
And these things, whether it's in a job, in a relation, you know, a, a job offer, which is the case here, right? Where she's, it, it, you know, infinitely um, qualified and was sort of summarily dismissed. You may have that situation, but it also may be that you're just in a job that you don't want to be in, right? And you're like, well, I can't go. I can't get anything else. I can't get anything better. Or, I, you know, you want those benefits or that pay or whatever. And just the idea that you can't do better or you're in a relationship that isn't the most um, healthy or fruitful relationship. And it may be, you know, what you presumably, maybe you can't do better, but presumably you could do better. But certainly having the confidence to know what it is that you bring to any situation. Yes. What yes. you're bringing to the party, what you bring to a relationship or to your job or to your role as a, you know, a parent, um, a mother as a, a friend, a sibling, you know, whatever, whatever it is right. that you do, it, it sort of all goes back to knowing your value. And again, the, the sort of bigger lesson or the sub lesson in that is to be the best that you can be. You right. are, you're your hardest competition, right? You are the only one that you really need to, uh, you, you know, your potential is your competition. Right. So right. as you go through life, what is your potential? What are you capable of doing? If you've, you know, prepared yourself, you're educated, you've got work experience, you've been out, you've traveled, you've, uh, you know, you've completed projects, you've, you know, whatever, whatever it may be, you've got to have the confidence in your own abilities and your own skill set and um, successes to know that you can, you can do this. A lot of times we get hung up on what other people say because it's the other person who's giving us the, the opportunity, right? It's right. the other person who's paying us. It's your employer who's paying you or your potential employer and you want what it is that they have to offer. Well, they should want what you have to offer. And if they right. don't, and, and, and I think one of the things with this particular case with Nicole Hannah-Jones is that they sort of didn't want what she had to offer for whatever political reasons or personal reasons, professional reasons, whatever, you know, whatever the, the reasons and they're not being forthcoming and, and what those reasons were. But rather than to let them you know, set the narrative and to let them diminish her capabilities and for her to buy into it, to, to fall into that trap. Right, which, which she was she on, did the do, of, right? she was yeah. on the path of that, right? Yeah. Okay, I'll she, take this five-year thing and then prove myself at the end of this five exactly. years when it's like no one else who was in your position has had to do that. Exactly. Right? And so that and you, you got to own like, it and know what you've got. Exactly, and for her to be like, I want this so much that I'm willing to, okay, this is the game that's being played, even though the game has changed <laughs> the rules, not only have the rules changed, but the game that was being played actually changed. And she's like, okay, I'll play the new game. 
we need to stop and think about that, right? When the rules change, when the game change, if you, and, and there are two ways to think of it, of course. Um, if you go two. down this path, at least two, if you go down this path, they do it now, they'll do it again, right? Which is sort of where I am absolute in agreement with you on the value and the worth. If you really believe you are worth what you're worth and people are changing the bar, changing the game, changing the rules, this time, what makes you think they won't do it, you know, for her? Yeah, five years five from years now, when, from when now. the time comes. But the question, though, is how do you know what you're worth? You're not worth, well, not that you're not worth anything, but you don't know what you're worth until someone is willing. Well, you put yourself, you. that's why you put yourself on the market, right? You well, put no, yourself I mean, on that's the fair market. enough. But I know a lot of times that we'll see someone do something amazing and we're like oh my god that person can write their own ticket right in her case it's like you're a pulitzer prize winning journalist and you are a macarthur fellow and you are this and you are that and all these accolades and all these things that she's receiving and it's like girl you got this you could do you could do whatever you want right right but until she does do whatever until she gets away with with doing whatever it is she wants she doesn't quite know what she can do. Well, right? and, and, and we see and that with other people. Point. We see it with what's the 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 gymnastics. Um, uh, 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 what's the gymnastics? Uh, Simone Biles. I keep wanting to say Dominique Dawes, but Simone Biles. Right now, you know, like she's in the driver's seat. She can do. She could do no wrong. Well, is that true? I mean, could she go to? Snap I mean, but that applies to, to all of us. And get that applies to all of us. And yeah. as long as we are not operating in a universe where we are the only one, yes, yeah. something that we have to offer has to be bought by someone else. And the question becomes, is there a market? Is there enough competition for what you have to offer that will drive up your price? Um, or is this the only one? And I, th I think the problem we have generally is that we think that this opportunity that we want that's in front of us is the only one. And we yeah. don't take the time to find out if that is the case, right? If yeah. she had reached so, out- Because to, we're fearful of losing, losing the bird in the hand, right? Which is, it, in this case, I don't think such a great bird. Right, it wasn't it was, that but the, great two, a bird. the bird in the hand beats two in the bush, and a lot of times we don't want to go after the two birds in the bush. We want to go after go the bird after in the half, hand. I'd rather go after half a bird that's going to taste good than the bird that they were giving her. <laughs> that I'm saying, yeah, they flipped her the bird is what they did. You know, I I, I just I, I hear what you're saying, but I just see as at least as what I've read about this is laid out, they were going to continue to move the bar for her. I think anytime Absolutely. they wanted or whoever was pulling the strings. There in was the certainly no evidence. They were just like, oh, and in five years, you know, we you can, can reapply. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like, and then it's unless you do something wrong, it's automatic in five years. Right. And who's to say that she made it five years, right? If this person who, this donor who has this power can, who's to say anything she does along the way. Now she's 
now she's watching everything she says and does for yeah and she's got a in target theory, on her back in so theory about asked. what that means for her to get tenure yeah. or not and it's like if you can get tenure here you can get tenure in lots of places right and yeah. i can't speak to the the um the value of having tenure at unc chapel hill maybe it is the absolute best place you could ever have uh tenure well, we in know journalism. that ain't true but yeah and, and then there's my point right i'm saying maybe it is but probably it isn't which means you can get tenure somewhere else and while it may not have been your first choice maybe working at microsoft or apple or at um you know for you know the Kesson or something was your first choice that is not to say that you cannot have the same career somewhere else and we have to stop looking at it that this is what i want and that to ask the deeper questions about what it is you want is it to work at unc is it to work at um you know apple is it to work at some corporation x or is y, it to Z? do the work or that you were going to be there the work? yeah is it to to get from the experience what it is ultimately you're looking for right our whys are not typically about money and the company and getting a car our whys are deeper than that they're about being appreciated they're about being recognized they're about being loved and approved and i submit that she wasn't going to be those things from the powers that be at that school well and her she certainly may have loved her. she recognized that and and, right, yeah. and for me that's one of the great lessons that goes to this whole thing about value um and worth is that it's not just about any particular job. And when you are looking at jobs, look at how you're being treated in the process of getting that gig. Yeah, because no, and, and that until she did it. Volumes, that speaks volumes about how you may, and in most cases will be treated in doing the job. And so that's why I'm like, kudos to her kudos to her right to well, take absolutely a step back, i mean i'm not step saying back and 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 look at it from a broader perspective than i didn't get tenure they're not giving me tenure and these are the reasons and okay that's all fine and dandy but what do you ultimately and here's where i'm going where what do you ultimately want and if what you ultimately want is to have tenure and the opportunity to teach students about investigative journalism, certainly there's somewhere else you can do that. And while it may have been great to do it at your alma mater, that doesn't seem to be a really good path for you. So what are the other options? Know your outcome, your, your desired outcome, and then be flexible and willing to look at another way to get there. No, I hear you. It, I mean, certainly in this particular case, in her particular case, she is, and as she described, she is a Tar Heel through and through. So part of her identity is wrapped up in UNC and in being a Tar Heel. So I absolutely appreciate the fact that she's 
that she wanted that. In addition to, yes, I want to teach students and yes, I want to make a difference in journalism and yes, I want all these other sort of things, outcomes. She also wanted to do it there. I respect and that. that. And, and that didn't happen. And she was willing, you know, and, and uh, uh, I, I don't to know what schools. Herself. Well, I don't, and she was willing to compromise herself to do that. And I guess at some point, right? So then she said the offers flowed in. She didn't oh, indicate sure. where, where offers came from. She settled on Howard and HBCU, whether or not all the other offers were from other HBCUs or whether they were from, you know, wherever they were from. She was like, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to sort of, you know, go home and go back to basics here. And I'm going to build something new, bigger, better, better that she was not going to get. She wasn't she wasn't going to get that opportunity at UNC. Obviously, she can't even get the job at UNC. So you know, she right. wasn't going right. to get the opportunity to, to build this whole new thing. And I love that she showed up with $25 million. She's like, I wanted, she's trying to raise, I think it was 35 million. She's already raised 25 of the 35 million. And I'm sure by the time that statement, when her statement was published, the other 10 million and more probably has already right. shown up. Right. So she is poised to do something bigger and better than what she was going to get. What I find interesting, in addition to her comments and all that, and this is to your point about you know the 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 goalposts being moved, the chancellor of the school issued issued two statements, right? Or two statements that I saw. The first one, which we'll post as well, but the first one was right after they voted to extend the offer of tenure to her. So it was like, oh, you know, we put to rest, you know, we had this really ugly chapter in our history, but that's been resolved now. And he used that word resolved. And it's like, hmm, really? Has it, you know, that you guys, you know, were forced to, you know, with pub publicly shamed into doing the right thing. And, you know, the vote was, um, I think the vote was nine to four. Uh, nine, nine people, nine of the trustees uh, voted for and four against. So, you know, you had the opportunity to have just voted from day one and she would have got, presumably, if it was nine to four, and maybe some of those nine were like, oh, I better do, you know, I better get on the right side of history with this. But anyway, it was just messy. The second statement that he made came after she turned down the offer and he's like oh you know we're so sorry that she's not going to join us we were looking forward to having her here and blah 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 and our academic excellence and we yada yada but it's a learning opportunity and i was reading um comments on you know primarily on twitter but also on on the uh unc's uh on their website or on their media sites where alumni and people that are affiliated or associated with the school in some way were able to chime in. And, you know, people almost to a person were like just disgusted with this whole thing and the lack of independence that was exercised by the, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. why are big donors over here making these kind of choices? And 
who are the people and that goes to the politics of it right the, not not the political and the you know washington dc sense per se but the politics of big yeah. education and people need politics. to understand yeah. education you know it's uh, higher learning is a big business it's right? a business and, yes <laughs> it is a business. and there are Polit institutional politics are, that yes. are a part of that game and big donors. And it almost seems like she didn't, like she went into it. I mean, she didn't and, and talk about it in her statement. Her didn't really get that under. Of, yeah, of the, right. you know, she said she well, wasn't really I'm, interested. It wasn't her original goal. It was oh, offered. And then she was like, yeah, I like this. Without, I, it was like she was a little blind going in. I, yeah, I think I, I I got that as well, and and then not being hip to the game, right? Yeah. Which is that you have, and it's one thing to do it for the New York Times. It's a whole other thing when you bring it to an institution. I would dare say, particularly one in the South, where there are people who are of a markedly different worldview than yours, um, that you would come here and then presuppose to come in and start bringing in, um, inculcating, I think is th this fear that people have. And, and you'd mentioned, um, you know, critical race theory earlier. This, th this is not about that. But if people think it's about that and you can just throw that around, as a buzzword to get people all apoplectic and you know to do something, even if that's not the case, then this is this is where we end up, right? So people asserting their power and threatening probably their dollars, right? So here's an interesting thing. I read an article about a couple down in Florida. Uh, this is an aside but sort of tangentially uh, related. A couple, they've got kids that are attending these private Catholic, this particular private Catholic school. And the, the school in their estimation has started down a critical race theory. They're, they're too much into you know, woke culture as they do it. So they, they sue the school to get back money they've donated to the school and tuition money that they paid for their kids, one of whom doesn't go there anymore. Well, neither of whom go there anymore. One graduated, one apparently has been moved to another school, but they want back the, and don't want to pay the pledge money, the million plus dollars in pledge money they've made to the school because you, you don't see the world and value the world the way I do, right? And so this game that's being played where one side is bemoaning woke culture and um, uh, cancel culture, right? While doing the exact same thing, but doing it in a totally different way. And yeah, so- Based they, on they, their ideology. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And so if this is where we're gonna get, where every time someone brings their record to the fore, and you decide as an institution, we're not going to play this game the way we've played it for every other person up until now, because we don't like what you're about. Therefore, we're going to do it a different way. We've got way bigger problems. That is true. With. So, so in getting back to 
and and we do have bigger problems. And we do, so, and we do have bigger problems. So, so to get back to sort of you know the 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 lemon drop of it all, right? The, so, the, or the, the lemon, yes, yes. You know the the lemon, of course, is that this person who, by all estimations, based on the packet that they put together for her, or that you know she was able to put together that has her, her, you know, important writings and her academic report, her reports and student letters and faculty uh, recommendations and awards and all these other things, all, you know, her, here's my bona fides is put together in this nice packet. I've given it to you. Again, for me, that is sort of, this is what you, this is a sum total of what you bring to the table. You need to, you need, she needs to understand the value of that. Right. And she, right. you know, and I said earlier, you know, that you don't really know what the value is until somebody's willing to pay you. Right. It's like if you're an artist, I painted this picture, it's for sale for a million dollars. And if nobody, you know, because I think it's worth a million dollars, because I've seen some other paintings out there that got a million, and I feel well, that this it's is a place, as good as that. Certainly, it's a place to start. Yeah. Well, it's a place to start, but if nobody's going to pay you a million dollars because nobody knows who you are, you know, it, it, you know. So I mean, so there's some questions about value. Is is my point, right? But if you feel strongly that it is whatever, and you're not going to sell it for a thousand dollars, then don't sell it for a thousand dollars. Right. But be prepared to pay the play consequences, the long game. you know, the long, to play yeah. the long game, yes. right? You've yes. got to be yes. willing to walk away from yes. whatever it is, you know, whatever yes. that bird in the hand is, you've got to be willing to set it free and, uh, oh, you know, and, and, and don't block and your blessings and allow you trust that something yes. else yes. will come and, and fill that space. Absolutely. And I she, agree with you. You know, it, it, it and interestingly, she sort of did not do that. She, she didn't have a, to. She sort well, of didn't have to. But she no. But initially, she no, was you're like, right. Okay, initially, I'm going to settle. Go with it. Then, when there was this outcry on her behalf, then she was like, "Oh, I don't have. I got other options because other options became available because of the circumstances." Well, I right because they kept moving the goalposts and playing yeah. a, a different game. And so yeah. I agree with you. And maybe in November or January, when she's like, okay, I'm willing to do this to get this job. And we all do that. We make some compromises, right? We see red flags, red signs when we're applying for a job or in a relationship. Yeah. And we say, you know what? I'm going to do this anyway, because this is what I want. And yeah. you don't get everything you want right now, blah, 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 right? And then when the red flags, are no longer just red flags. And it's now reality is hitting you in the face. It's like, oh, so there is not just that I'm gonna do this. They're, they've, they're stringing me along and whatever her yeah. different moments of aha-ness were um, from November to J July, um, I'd say kudos for her. And, and we all have to be willing to do that. And I think your point is well taken. It's something we've talked about in the last couple of episodes of Naomi Osaka and um, 
and others, right? Where you have to know what is best and right for you. And whether it's setting boundaries, protecting your well-being, whatever it is, it, that's why it's important to know your outcome, the desired outcome. You have to know that so that you can decide whether or not whatever you, whatever price you have to pay. And there's always a price. There is always a price. And whether it's a compromise for five years, whether it's going to a different institution, there's always a price. And well, you have to decide whether or not it's worth you paying. Let me let me just throw this other little thing in there as, as well, which is sort of the um, the marketing aspect, right? The the PR the the PR part of this, and it's interesting. Had she walked in December, right? The first time they didn't bring it up for a vote, uh -huh, and uh -huh. she was like, you know what? I see what they're doing. Forget y'all. I'm gonna just take my talent somewhere else and went and filled out an application, went to some other, and she, yes, she would have gotten another job. I don't think she would have gotten what she was able to get out of this entire Oh, no, no doubt, right? right? Particularly so was, as it related to the fundraising that she's now able to take to a whole other institution. Exactly. So yeah. there's, so, yeah. and I don't think for a moment that as much as I think there was a groundswell of support and outpouring and all of that, the fact that she sat back in the cut and she let the people basically do the talking fight for her, her. Fight. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fight and her, while, fight while her and her value was increasing for every day that they delayed, so that you got to a point where. The, you know, I mean, everybody is like, oh my God, you've got to give this girl, this, this woman, this opportunity. And I just, I just found it, you know, I was like, oh, you know, so, you know, she's not just a babe in the woods. It was, you know, completely clueless. She clearly, you know, uh, understood how to, you know, she may have been playing a different game than them. But she did basically play the long game. She was able to increase her value yeah. in the process, but it did come from a, a level of patience and um, yes, and you she know, didn't. And to your point, growth. to your point earlier about being a Tar Heel through and through, she did not get what she wanted. But I would submit that she got better than she wanted, and that is often the case, right? When um, one door closes for us or seemingly is closed for us yeah. or to us that there are bigger um, things at play. Often we don't get to know what they are because we cave, yeah. right? Or, or we don't have a groundswell of support or some of the things that were at play here. Um, and so I'm not suggesting that, you know, you go into a job interview and you know, people are treating you like crap. That, that necessarily means that you don't take a job there. Um, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Maybe there are other things that need to be taken into account. Um, it, other opportunities worth exploring. I'm just saying you've got to look at the totality of the situation, know your worth, be clear on the outcome that you want, be flexible in getting to what it is you're trying to get to. And then um, I would say 
be willing to play a different game, right? Yep. And sometimes that's that's what it'll take. So and sometimes um, you got to be the one to flip the script. It flip the script. I, I, I think the bottom line, though, is that we all have to be willing at some point to say, I'm willing to walk on this. Sometimes walking from that will get that entity, that person yeah. to do the right thing. And sometimes it, it comes from somewhere else. And yeah. I just think ulti ultimately in this situation, they showed their hand for what her time there was going to be. It, it yeah. wasn't going to be that all of a sudden it was going to be rainbows and unicorn, you know, for the next five years or whatever. It, th there were going to be problems. And yeah. so, you know, um, and, and to that point, let me just throw this in there. She, um, by osmosis, has made a huge change within UNC, right? I mean, she's awakened some sort of a sleeping giant because there are just the fact that so many people were out there and now the school is like, you know, we had, this is not part of our diversity and e equity and inclusion uh -huh. and planning and all that, uh -huh. whether they mean it or not, you know, <laughs> whatever. But we don't know where their board of trustees will be five years from now, two right. years from now. Right. I mean, right. there may be, I mean, this may be something that sparks, you know, a, a, a demand to have a complete overhaul of their, of their it trustees. Could. It their could. leadership or, so you know we, or, we don't know or, or they'll just continue or down they'll the they'll continue <laughs> down the path the 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 students that would have thought to go there thinking they were getting one thing now recognize what they're getting will go somewhere else right yeah. and they'll end up with the, they'll end up, up with the exact school they'll end up with the exact school that they wanted so with that i want to Thank you. This was an interesting conversation. It was. You know, I want to just you. say two. Let me just throw two names out there, and we can talk about them in the next episode or another episode. Okay. But one is um, one is right along these lines. Um, but she's a you know, little girl. What is her name? I don't know how to say her name. Zayla Avantgarde, the one the national oh, spelling okay. bee okay. Um, championship, the Scripps National Spelling Bee Championship. She, I think she's like 13 years old. Okay, she Zayla avant-garde, okay. She wants to be a, um, uh, what did she say? She wants to play basketball at Harvard. She wants to be an MBA coach, maybe work for, Na or, you know, or work for NASA, or work in genome testing or I love the, splicing the or visions whatever. of 13 year olds. Exactly, yes. and she's, she's already in the uh, Guinness Book of World's Records. Like, okay basketballs or whatever so i just find you know she's one of those people who if harvard is smart they might offer that girl a full ride today she name checked them right she obviously knows her value she's obviously a smart girl a capable girl she's driven she's a little girl so we don't know where that where she's going to end up but what does it hurt them? What does it cost them to say, you it know, we're going to give you anything. a full ride. Right. And all you got to do is still want to go to Harvard four years from now or whatever. And we're going to keep an eye on you and help you whatever. So right. her, but that know your value, you know, but be willing to go somewhere else and let the offers come. Right. Um, the other and the name, other, the other name is, um, what, what's our girl's name? Shakari. Shakari oh, uh, Richardson. Richardson. 
And okay. I think we do another episode about her, but on similar but different, right? She had some opportunities. She sort of blew it through her own actions. Right. But it's like, you know what? You can turn that up, you can turn that thing around. We, and while yes. you may not get to compete in the Olympics this go round, assuming you don't get injured, you can you can the next time. There's, there's the a world next championships time. Ne- next and year, people have done now. worse things than you have turned it around exactly. so, yeah. and there's Let's, all the marketing and all the other stuff the other branding stuff that she could do in addition to or in lieu of you know the sport so yes. i you know it's like don't let don't let other people tell you you can't i absolutely concur so well, that's all I thank got you. to say. We'll keep those <laughs> on the list of topics to explore in future episodes. So thank you for joining us for this episode of Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. Bye. Thanks for joining us for Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. If you like our show, please share with your friends. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever platform you listen to this podcast. Your questions, comments, and feedback are welcome. You can find out more about us at lifelemonslemondrops.com. 